0: record got me high is, as usual, proud to be sponsored by the weekly webcomic Is This Tomorrow, Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com, once an easily identifiable parody of the ridiculous antics taking place at a full right wing news channel, now is indistinguishable from the nightmarish hellscape reality we now inhabit. For the next several weeks, Woody Compton and Kelly Shane, the creators of Is This Tomorrow, will be sharing coded signals in their seemingly dark but humorous 8 panels of artwork and text. The encodings will, if their calculations are correct, realign our current reality by subtly altering the path taken by our solar system as it plunges through the galaxy at 828,000 km per hour. If their calculations are wrong or they fail to pay their web hosting bill and no one sees the comics. Apocalyptic events will proceed at an ever quickening pace. The four horsemen will ride out one by one, spewing war. Famine, disease and death, being accompanied by neatly played air metal guitar solos until we are all, as they say, taking a nap in the dirt. So, please, in the service of the future of all humanity, visit isistomorrow.com and carefully read the eight panel encoded engrams presented there. You are our only hope. Go, now, do, please.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock.
2: And that is Rob Elba.
1: And once again, we are here in the beer closet <laughs> and with our host, Mr. Chris Bellis. Give it up, everyone, for leslie and and our host, Mr. Chris Bellis. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. What's going on, Chris, in the world? Chris, of course, is the proprietor, much? him and his brother Jordan. Uh, they've got invasive species bre- brewing. So brewing. what's going on in the, um, in the beer yeah, world? Yeah,
3: just getting ready for a kind of holiday season booked a few shows and making some beers and
1: awesome well you ready for
3: the weather to change yeah right well
1: good luck with that yeah Yeah, right (laughs) you'll tell us about those you're waiting for
3: A fall yeah like five Air more, cords. five degrees less of be I <laughs> yeah, you right all
1: right you you will tell us about those shows at the yes. end of the podcast uh, we got to do a couple of patreon shout outs we have to go Larry Smith he he says we didn't I swear I think we shouted him out already Larry we was like, well, if we, we
2: didn't we right'll shout you out now
1: Mr Larry, Larry Smith of
2: Tallahassee uh we got Brent Appleton he used to be of Tallahassee now he lives up in Boca.
1: Oh, okay and we got Frank McCormick those are our newest uh patrons you can go to patreon.com forward slash trjmh right and do what Barry be, Become, become a patron. Become a patron. A, become a a patron support yeah. the
2: show. Um, we're definitely, you know, we are in need of more patrons.
1: We are, yeah. Because just the more, the more, the better. Most of our, a lot of our patrons become guests, so it's awesome.
2: All right. You folks. know, my Mercedes mechanic is very expensive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is. And, uh, and I have the full package, the full uh, TV package,
1: so I don't <laughs> yeah. want to give a patron or anything. All right, but speaking of guests, we have a special guest tonight, Barry. Yes, we do. Who is
2: our special guest? Steve Toth, Mr. Entertainment.
1: Let's hear it, everyone, for Mr. Entertainment, the unofficial mayor of Hollywood and the leader of Mr. Entertainment and the Pookie Smackers. That's right. Welcome to the show, Steve.
4: Oh, thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can talk now. (laughs) He was patiently waiting. What what do you do to be a patron? You pay. uh, Well, uh, thank you for being a a loyal listener of the show, by the way, because... (laughs) You go to patreon.com uh-huh. forward slash T R J M H. Right. And you and you you there's different tiers. For as little as one dollar a month, you can one see, well, dollar. It's just I gotcha. a way to support the show. Oh, I yeah. See. For like one dollar a month. Yeah.
4: Yep. Thanks for listening, right. Steve. Uh, <laughs> so I hear you guys talk all the time. I know.
1: Steve and Barry, uh, Barry actually plays in Steve's band, Mr. Entertainment and the Pookie Smackers. That's
4: right. Our band.
1: Yes. And I have known Steve literally for Thirty years, but indirectly even more than thirty years, because we went to middle school together. But we didn't know—sadly, we didn't know each other then. Um, But what are you talking about tonight, Steve? What's the record we're doing?
4: Uh, Alice Cooper, Killer, Killer. And where did you buy that? You told me where where did you buy that record? Uh, It's the first record I ever bought in my life in 1975 at Record Haven, where I. Remember you coming through the I door? I used to buy a
1: shitload of records at Record Haven. It was this in this like little strip Where center. Where was Record Haven? It was right across the street
4: from... My high school, MacArthur, yeah, MacArthur high, high School. school. A little strip center. I would not even go to school anymore after I started working there. <laughs> and I made, I made a lot of money for a 16-year-old in 1980, And uh, uh, but I bought this record before I was working. There. Robert Mascaro worked there. He was the... Um, manager of the cichlids yeah, yeah i got to meet you know charlie pickett and the guys from the eat and all that stuff As a little he was character robert miscaro was the character incredible like <laughs> like like a uh wrestling manager right all
1: right so this record how could you not buy first of all the cover of this record as yeah. a teenage boy how could you not buy it right of course it's as bright red, uh, Yes, got this snake uh, with his tongue out, tongue out. and it's uh, in... Uh, it's probably
2: not a poisonous snake, but, you know. I they, don't know. No, I the, think
4: it is their stage snake at the time.
2: Uh, ah, okay, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was a bow constrictor. Right. Oh, right, that's their stage
4: snake. I actually was, um, I used to go to... Which um,
2: cleverly have populated the Everglades, and, or also depopulated the Everglades, of okay. all other life forms. Pythons, yes. Pythons,
4: I believe, I yes. believe in the Everglades, yes. this is the most popular record.
2: It sure is, when you're riding around in your airboat.
4: I like that Alice Cooper Killer record, too. I used to go to, um, my grandparents had a place in North Carolina, and for the summers I'd go as a teenager and hang out there, and there were some older kids that lived up there, so they were more influential in turning me on to music than uh, the people I was around at the time. And one of them... Had referred to me it was 1975, so welcome to my nightmare was out. So that was the record that he kind of told me to go and buy. Right. But then when I looked through the Alice Cooper section, this was the one that that grabbed you. It yeah, bit me. Good yeah, choice. Yeah, I mean,
2: Welcome to <laughs> My Nightmare is great, but this is the original band, the original lineup, and they you know this is one of their most uh, fully formed um, and sort of um, start to finish great. Records. Yeah,
1: and so it's their fourth actual, the fourth record of the Alice Cooper band. Because at right. this point, there was still the Alice Cooper band. Right.
2: right? Yeah, there was a couple of records on a different, on like Bizarre Records or Frank Zappa's record label. I think Straight. It was Straight, but Straight and Bizarre, where they were both like Frank you know, Zappa's side, and Etzel was the, right. the third of Damn. those. Right, and then uh, then. Uh, um,
4: Actually, the third record was also on that. Uh, Love It to Death, this was the first record on Warner
2: Brothers.
1: Oh, okay, okay. But then this is the second record they released just in 1971, because Love It to Death it, also came right, out
2: in 1971. Right,
1: uh, And it had their hit, their breakout hit, 18.
2: 18, I mean, 18, which my stepbrother had that single when we were kids, and I would go to Illinois. We would play that over and over, even though we were, you know, he was, you know... Eight and I was seven. <laughs> right. But how many
1: people remember listening to eighteen? I'm eighteen when you were younger, right? Of Most course, of you, you had to be yeah. younger than eighteen. It probably pre, before, it probably predisposed
2: sort of, yeah. us to lives of less than admirable pursuits. Yeah,
1: yeah. And now lines have formed on all of our face and hands. Yes, they
2: point. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and other parts. <laughs>
4: and the lines of form to the left and right. And to the left and right.
1: Um, all right so so in listening to this so you got this 1975 so that's still pretty early and yeah sure yeah to get man this a rock and
2: roll record like this for I sure I was 11
1: so were you already into, like... Oh, so you you hadn't bought... This was your first record.
2: This is the first record I
1: bought. So you got in... Because I know eventually you were into Kiss, and we were talking about how we were both, when we were younger, we were really yeah, into Kiss. Yeah, we were at the course. same Kiss concert. Yes, that's right. But, but this is sort of like the blueprint for Kiss, and Kiss kind of it stole is. a lot from this... But it, this is the blueprint. This, this record's better. a blueprint for some.
2: <laughs> this record's a blueprint for a lot of things. It, it is. Uh, we were talking about it. On the we'll it, we'll get into it once we get to those well, songs.
1: Oyster, I'm listening to some of this stuff and I'm going shit. That sounds like Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, well, these and d- then I realized this is before Blue Oyster Cult. In, no, no, 71. Yeah, it is. Blue Oyster Cult didn't put out their first record until seventy uh, three. Well, this is 71. Okay, so it's before. That's uh, 71 okay, is well. before 72.
2: I'll, okay. And I think Steve. I it's, only on that? it's only better in we're golf the, <laughs> if you got 71. We have to oh, call okay. the judge on that one. But got, I, I mean, are Cult uh, were around. One under par. So yes, I believe that there was some cross pollination there. It was but. definitely
4: pre glam. You know, they definitely predated the New York Dolls, New York Dolls right, as, Oh, yes yeah. yeah. as, uh, as and, women and
1: right. And and they shared. So in this, the they shared a, a producer, which later uh, he produced uh, the Kiss. Uh, uh, well, their big record that we just did, Destroyer. <laughs> uh, Destroyer. Yeah. That's right, uh, Bob let, Ezrin. Don't let guy. Juan
2: Montoya hear you <laughs> forget about Destroyer. <laughs> Destroyer.
1: But this, it's like I don't know what it, it, it's something like me and Steve were talking about. Like we used to be so into Kiss, but now when you listen to their early stuff, it all sounds kind of cheesy and bad. yeah. Well,
2: the production is is well, until you get to just dis- well, you know, Kiss. I don't know who was making decisions there about the production, but. Those are some shitty, terrible records as far as recording and production. <laughs> I
4: guess. Well, the but, deal with me with Kiss is kind of like Santa Claus. I found that it wasn't real, you know? Like, oh, to right. me, they were like these, like, characters, and then I became, like, 12 or 13 or 14 or, or whatever, and it was, I, I felt like I was duped, you know? Right. Uh, so.
1: But Alice Cooper was really the same thing. It wasn't you know? really real either. I it know, wasn't real, I but, but the, the, about music, the music... I think the music and the songs are just. Better. Right, yeah. There's, yeah. There's better itself, right?
2: Yeah, I think that there's a, a vision at work there that goes deeper than that. Although we were discussing it all the way up here. And would he have been, would his band have been as popular without the stage show? Like, what would we think of these records now if there hadn't have been... That per, that stage show right. associated with it, which was, you know, it eventually got very elaborate with right. like, and you that, know. but
1: that was, and that was always the first thing you knew about Alice Cooper. It's you true, knew the knew crazy about, stage the show, the snake, and the chickens, and, the chicken and story some of the and up, all that. right,
2: the apocryphal stories that weren't true, right. You know,
1: but they had the great music to back
2: all of right, it up, right? Exactly, the music was really good, so right. it wasn't. In fact, well, I
4: think eighteen came out before really a lot of that stuff was happening yet, so he's already had. This yeah. one this was the first record that they brought the guillotine out on uh, he was already doing the straitjacket because that was uh the ballad of Dwight Fry right, so right. he had i don 't know if you've seen uh, there's a you know YouTube video of them doing eighteen and the stage show was still very psychedelic and he was kind of just wearing like aluminum foil or you know <laughs> yeah, so right, right. he hadn't yeah. got to where this had become you know the, the idea at first was that it was um you know, like uh, I, I forget. May West meets you know, like a. Oh, I mean, right. Marilyn I Manson never... even ripped this off. You oh, know. Oh well, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, um, but, totally. But it was it was you know, it was a, a an image and a pic about a like a killer and a and a and a and a female movie star, and then you know it became more of the 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 like stage show the circus act you know right. uh uh the, the guillotine the guillotine this was the first tour after this record came out that the guillotine was on the stage too okay. so uh they they moved up from kind of like the psychedelic stuff behind the stage right uh
1: so when you got after this record, you you were an Alice Cooper fan, right? So you got. Uh, I bought records. them all. You, whatever you else all. they had, okay, you know. Did. Okay, you did.
4: You became a. Well, I, I kind of stopped. Uh, I I bought some records after Welcome to My Nightmare, but I probably bought Welcome to My Nightmare next because this was the guy's pick, and that then was the band. Was, that was the one you were supposed to buy. <laughs> and, and what's really weird about that is there's a song named Steven on there, which like oh there, yeah, there's this whole, like, uh, That's right. Uh, you know. I hear my name and <laughs> That's you know right. so it was kind of I put pennies on my eyes so th- there was a song singing to me on that but you know even then this was my record and you
1: know what did your parents think of like you were, be being into Alice Cooper and everything <laughs> Are they any good? There? They care.
4: My mom was very cool about anything, and, and whatever I was into, she was okay with it. Um, w- when I was in Pines Middle School, I was in the gifted program, and I wrote... Braggart. <laughs> well, this is... Okay. I was in slow class. I don't think I and, was. Uh, <laughs> you weren't, because I would have known you. <laughs> How dare you. Well, I wrote in the Pines Panther, and I wrote record reviews. Did you in middle I guess Tibbins Pant there. Yeah. So um so in in um in the class the teacher asked us all what our favorite song was and I said well, Dead Babies by Alice Cooper. Oh, nice. And I'm in, like, the seventh grade. Good job. And she's freaked out. Right, you know? of course.
1: You're the freak. <laughs> so now, she, nowadays, they would have called the FBI. Yeah, right. So she
4: went home and asked... Her, Rightly so. <laughs> she asked her son, who was, like, in his teenage years or, or in his 20s, and he sort of explained... Uh, well, the song is kind of about like bad parenting and yes, you know, totally right. Uh, anti-drugs, yeah. even yeah. you know. Uh, so uh, she came back the next day and said, "You know yes. what?" Alice I was, was anti
2: all drugs except alcohol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Um,
1: and now he's yeah. But I so she was. He's sober.
2: Down, right? sober yet, oh, very early time. on. Yeah, yeah since yeah. like
4: since the, the uh, from the inside, or maybe a little later. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I have That's a very still going. Well, golf too. Yeah, he became right. a golfer. And the odd part, I had like a great golf story. My dad and my brother were big golfers. And one day, my dad came home from golfing and he goes, Do you like Alice Cooper? You know, and I'm like, Hi, I love Alice Cooper. He goes, Oh, we were golfing together. No, they, weren't in, the, they weren't in the same foursome, right. but they were on the course. I said, Dad, next time that happens, Get him to sign the scorecard, Thank you you all, First of all, how the fuck does your dad not know you're an Alice Cooper fan at this point? Right. Well, my dad didn't give a shit about anything Uh, except for... All right, but that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Himself, but... That's uh, a whole other podcast. My mom knew I was, and she was cool with it. So, Barry, when did you uh, discover Alice Cooper, uh, well,
2: of course... Every, you know, 18 when my stepbrother had it. But I didn't know anything from Alice Cooper other right. than the fact that there was that. Right. And then probably, of course, School's Out is on the FM rock radio all the time. So yeah. You know that. And then at some point, probably late 70s, early 80s, I would have got um, these records, definitely Killer, you know, School's Out. Um, and then I worked for a band in Illinois when I would go up and visit my dad in the summers. I actually roadied for this uh, local band in Quincy, Illinois, who was like a, you know, bar cover band, but they were really good. They did like Cheap Trick, Alice Cooper, um, decent stuff, and one of the songs uh, um, they played, "Under My Wheels." Oh, nice. so um, they, uh, I, I would have got them some point after that, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't. It, truth be told. Um, I didn't really understand the significance of this record until much, much later when I listened to it and was like, oh, oh, I see who else listened to that record. And I guess it's a, a, a good point to mention here is that this is... Uh, John Lydon's favorite album of all time.
1: That's right, John Lydon said uh, this uh, greatest
2: rock record ever.
1: Greatest, yeah, the greatest rock album of all time. Mister Johnny Rotten said that, so of course, yeah, how, right, so he's not wrong. <laughs> um, and Chris, right about so Chris, that. Chris pointed out to us that he was uh, negative seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's up, man? Uh,
2: Where's Chris? What happened?
1: Did you turn Chris oh, down? Oh, well, you got
2: a you got a <laughs> switch on that bad boy. You got it. Preacher's got to talk, man. You got to put that switch up. Uh, it was, uh, there. Uh, you go. Uh, All right.
3: There you go. Yeah, it was negative seven when this album came out. But uh, right. I think so, I yeah I figured I mean I, but I was I've heard of Alice Cooper obviously in the, probably the late eighties <laughs> early nineties right Wayne's World uh, right well like, that's uh, Wayne's World was like okay I know that, who that you, guy is, you, you know him but I think but, the horror stuff is what got me into him and, right and I was like yeah no, that songs that was are pretty a lot good it, too sure yeah, yeah. But, but this is out's a great song. yeah but
1: this is the first time you listening to this record this record yeah first time yeah okay okay and it's pretty good
3: it's great yeah the first two songs yeah almost threw me a little bit. Uh, well, so there's, a, there's a little too better. rock for you, a, a little, little too, too like radio trendy, rock. Like yeah, rock. Yeah. When
4: I tell you the premise of Under My Wheels and you're in the horror, right. you're gonna love that. <laughs> song. I
1: think so. All right, let's listen to it. Let's jump into
2: the record now. Let's listen to it a Wait, little bit. Let me make sure the uh, yeah. Slow, but... slow down there. <laughs> you just let me know when you're ready. I'm. I am ready. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Tell him what the song is, at, what he's singing about. Actually.
4: Well, so, um, first of all, they all wrote the tunes. Uh, this wasn't just Alice Cooper.
1: Right. It was uh, uh, Michael they, Bruce, uh, Dennis Dunaway, and even Bob Ezrin even gets a credit on this they, they,
4: yeah. they, they, So this was a Dennis Dunaway song, and they were trying to come up with like, like horrific themes for songs. So this was about him going on a date and going to pick up, his girlfriend, but running her over with his car. So that's nice. why she's under my wheels.
2: Yeah. Nice. He doesn't seem to be as broke up about it as one might expect.
1: <laughs> yeah, And it all, I didn't realize that, I think the whole time, I, I love this song, this was a great song, and I never really got the deeper yeah, thing that he's under. Talking. I thought it was just driving in your car,
3: having a or good like time with your girl. I, I, had no,
4: I had no idea either. Uh, Dennis Dunaway had written a book in the last five or six years, and reading it is where I got oh, okay, the story right. from.
1: So it's but, subtle. It's subtle. But it's there. Once you know it, you read it. Uh, the like, telephone is ringing. You got me on the run. I'm driving in my car now, anticipating fun, and then I'm driving right up to you, babe. I, I guess that you couldn't see, yeah, but you were under my wheels, honey. Why don't you let me be? So she's nagging the fuck out of him, and then he ends up running her over. Yeah, Right. It, it, it's funny, though. It's still, and it's a great rocking song, and who is playing... Uh, Extra uh, guitar Who's guesting on guitar On this
2: I do not know Rick Derringer Oh what do you know Rick Derringer. Rick Derringer He played on two songs on Rock and roll Yes Hoochie Koo.
1: That's <laughs> it uh, And there's also like I didn't see like When I don't have The actual record But are there actual Horn players Because there's horns In this and it Yes sounds there like, is There's like Stonesy it's horns Very stones going on. This Yeah is,
4: So this record Came out the same year As Sticky Fingers did uh, Which Sticky Fingers Was um, The first record Where uh, Bobby Keys was basically in the band, you know? So it was interesting to, like, I I definitely thought about that. Like, 71, you know, you have uh, uh, Teenage Head by the Flaming Groovies, which is maybe more of the record that the Stones wanted to make with Sticky Fingers than even they made, although it's great. Uh, Of course, Who's Next was that year, too, you know? Uh, But... Not only, I mean, the horns in this song are fantastic. Yeah, they know? are. They're great. And uh, it does
2: remind me, it's very stonesy.
1: Yeah, it is. And it even has, Barry, after the first horn run, it has what? It has a, a pitch raise. It raisin does. It has a gear shift.
2: Yeah. It does. Which I find a little annoying. Because <laughs> really? I, find, I find gear shifts annoying. Uh, I gratuitous, do.
1: gratuitous, like a little... Uh, they are, uh, it's
2: like, like uh, okay, sometimes. but it yeah. was the thing, you know, Brian Wilson, you know... It you, works, this,
1: I think... It it, it works pretty good in this song, though. Right? But no, well, I, I the that,
2: fact that nobody does it anymore tells you something about if it was a trick. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah well, right. if they
4: do do it now, it would just sound very cheesy. It well, would. I think it's also like the beginning of the theatrics. Yes, true. Yes. Now, now this made it like rock and roll show music. Oh, right. yeah, much, absolutely. Much better than, you know, for the benefit of Mr. Kite. No. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I think you can hear in this record too later on that Alice Cooper was a giant he Beatles fan. He was a huge fan. Beatles fan, yeah. So, well, there is some, everybody stuff. Like was some huge Beatles. Everybody. Like me and Barry says, everyone. Fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah uh, you don't they have to. It uh, permeate every area of like rock a, and roll. It's like the
2: black hole of rock and roll. It's like they everything circles around the Beatles.
1: Okay, so this next one is was actually written uh, mostly by Michael Bruce. Let's listen to the great, I love this song, Be My Lover.
5: into the room well i don't know her but with a magnifying glance i just sort of look her over we have a drink or two well maybe
4: That's
2: Sweet Jane. That, thank you, change, yes? Yeah, missing, yeah, Sweet <laughs> Jane. Missing right. the B.
1: Lou, we're missing it, but I'm thinking Lou Reed had to hear this, or he couldn't, like, not have known You mean Alice Cooper had wrote. to hear this? No, no. Uh, Sweet Jane came out after this. Sweet Jane came out in mm,
2: the no, like no. Sweet Jane was written no, in the it was, 60s. It was Velvet Underground. There's Velvet. There's but
1: isn't that, well, what, what year did that record come out? No, no.
2: S- no. 70.
4: 70. Sorry, was you got your chronology? That? Yeah. So
1: did, Well,
4: nobody heard that record in 70,
2: though. Yeah, but I'm gonna. I just. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, definitely. There's also chord changes like that. That particular change. I'm trying to think of what whose song is it substitute or yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those. Well, yeah, yeah, where for it's, sure. Where and, it's, and, and,
4: and Lester Bangs even mentions in his article on the record that it's it's very much, uh, sweet Jane. But that's okay, you know. And um, I I think uh, I think this uh, because of the separation in the song. Um, There's a really great, like, introduction that Dennis Dunaway's like bass playing, where there's
2: yeah, you know, the great a lot bass of playing. Very yeah. good
4: sound to it too. Yeah. and I think the tough part about only playing like small clips of these songs is because they're so theatric. Like the ending of this song almost has. I know we don't have enough time to play in the no, but, it has, but it has, but it has like a. But will go back and listen to the. Whole but it round. has a whole like you know like you know we're so glad we could be here. We hope you like our show. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dun, yeah. You're right, you know, you're right. like the leg kick at the end, and uh, and then
1: and then at the end, do you notice like at the big rock ending, and then the the drummer you. You hear the drummer like drop drop a stick? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess they, it was so cool they Keep just rolling. kind of
2: left it in. They that, kept it rolling. Yeah, right. That take is good. Just uh, gotta...
1: Classic uh, lines in this song. I told her I came from Detroit City, City. and I played guitar in a long-aired rock and roll, roll band. band. She asked me why the singer's name was Alice. I said, listen, baby, you really wouldn't understand.
2: Yeah, so it's got some... Uh, there's some very much just like classic rock and roll. In fact, the Sweet Jane thing does it lyrically too. there's kind of that there's sort of the vibe is in there as well yeah
1: yeah. and um uh also i realized listening to this record i realized what a great rock and roll singer
2: he is he's amazing because
1: he doesn't obviously no he does not have a classically
2: good voice but when he hits it he hits those notes and you're just like oh it's convincing it's perfect
1: yeah and he's also like he reminds me of like a rock and roll frank's um, <laughs> Sinatra, because it's phrasing, the way he phrases things, you know, yeah, true, yeah, perfect. sure, it's like really. I'm gonna good. say
2: he listened to some Sinatra for sure.
1: Probably, yeah, right.
2: Drink a case of beer, listen to Sinatra. <laughs> of course, that was his life. with drink a case of beer and then do X. You could just add anything. Then Alice Cooper's life, and it was, is that there's a there's a great rock and roll book called uh, Billion Dollar Baby, where um, a Chicago. Uh, um, Journalist goes on tour with the Alice Cooper Ensemble on the Billion Dollar Babies tour, which is two records after this, and he plays the part of um, Santa Claus who gets beat up every night. Oh yeah! And, And the he describes their lifestyle pretty plainly, you know. And Alice liked to have an iced down six pack ready for him when he awoke in the hotel in the morning. Just like oh yeah, he was,
4: just like who else, Bobby Low Johnson, yeah. Johnson.
2: That's right. Yeah, so he was, not like,
4: an easy book to find though. Uh, I got like, it, it through it, the you library can find a, right p- now. You
2: can actually, there's a you, if you it's not too hard to find a PDF of it actually because that's how I read it most recently was downloading a PDF. There's like a site where you can like you know.
4: And by that tour, James Randi toured with them to right, control the, the, the guillotine, guillotine. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like one of the great stories in there is uh, that. <laughs> They end up in a driving and get stuck on the end of the road, and, they are, and there's a lock on this place where they have to go. And they're so excited because they have James Randi, <laughs> yeah. and he's he going to pick the lock, <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't. And he doesn't. <laughs> and he doesn't. <laughs> right. I can't do that. <laughs> well, great. he tried. Usually he could have, but tried. this one didn't work. You uh, know. That's that's great. <laughs> What's right. next, Rob?
1: We got the third song. This is the epic of the album. This is the one. This is the song that 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 one. Chris was a little skeptical. The first two songs. Yeah. But this won him over. And let's listen to the a little bit. But like Steve said, you can't get the full flavor. Well, you know, I'll I'll, be I'll be playing it underneath it. All right, here we go. A little bit of Halo of Life.
2: some And there's a lot more. There. Yeah, there is Prague. Well, they said we wanted to prove, I guess, to Bob Ezrin that we could that do we could a play. suite like King Crimson. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that yeah. we could yeah, actually yeah. play so, our instrument. And there is towards the end of the song. Uh, hopefully, I'll get a chance to uh, play it. There's some mellotron in there. Really, where they really were like, okay, we're King Crimson has a mellotron. We're going to use some mellotron. A
4: too. Moog is in there. They're using a Moog. Something you know? like that. Yeah. I and, can't, I do have to say, I'm having a hard time not singing every word. This is like oh, know, the only you know record, the, the only record, record right? yeah. that I know every word, even my own. You give me a hard time that I have my own lyrics on stage. <laughs> but you wouldn't need, if I don't you Killer, you wouldn't this, need yeah. the
1: lyrics. That's great. Um, I love in this song uh, he does speaking of like he throws in like the theatricality of the showbiz he sings um,
2: Well, he's using my favorite things later on my, the sound of music Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. And yeah.
1: Contacts and bright right. Shiny limos. Yeah, he's throwing a little yeah, like that to
2: me adds like a
3: little bit of the Beatles psychedelic Oh, of Pop Psychedelic plus it has I mean, all the other cool, you know, right. absolutely absolutely 70s psychedelic stuff. Yep. Know.
1: And this song has like movements, like you said, Barry. It's it got like four or five different it movements. These in
2: guys, it. you know, cons- they were very sophisticated for how they were perceived versus how they actually were. They were perceived as sort of greasy Detroit losers, right? Right. And right. in actuality, the music they were playing was really complicated, and you had to pay attention to what you're doing. You can't just slack off and, yeah, and, and play Alice Cooper band, which on. is, I guess, how Glenn Buxton ended up. You know, he was became an alcoholic alcoholic, so bad worse than alice that he actually you know and he was one of the driving forces of the band
4: so he Uh, they had to get uh uh, hunter and wagner hunter
2: wagner right came in just like they started the next
4: record for like one
2: song but then billion dollar babies they were all over yep that's right and it's a different record has a different feel yeah
1: so this must have been, this is a cool, a really cool first album to get, I think, because it's got yeah. so many different shit, yeah. so much different going on, it you know, like you said, you've got those first two songs, which are yep. kind of stonesy, bluesy, and then you get this song, which is like everything, But it's you know? still with the it's same
2: it's, textures and the same sounds, it's them, yeah. but they're oh, playing yeah, yeah, different stuff.
1: But you hear, like, at the end, I hear, like, a Black Sabbath, it sounds oh, sure, it's like, yeah. like a Black Sabbath sure. jam yeah, of course. thing course Yeah, right? it does, yep. Yeah, it's so good. All right, so let's we're about the halfway mark here. Uh, My beer is almost empty, so let's say what happened to our two guys here. I thought these guys were uh, like—they're out. Did they think Alice Cooper was playing tonight? I think they thought that, (laughs) (laughs) and they're like, "Wait, is is Alice Cooper not going to be here?" So, all right, whatever. Nah, we're here. The people that are the important people are here, and uh, we are here with our with our good friend, Mr. Steve Toth, otherwise known as Mr. Entertainment, and we will be back with more. That record got me high in a minute.
0: That record got me high is, as usual, proud to be sponsored by the weekly webcomic Is This Tomorrow, Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Once an easily identifiable parody of the ridiculous antics taking place at a faux right wing news channel, now is indistinguishable from the nightmarish hellscape reality we now inhabit. For the next several weeks, Woody Compton and Kelly Shane, the creators of Is This Tomorrow, will be sharing coded signals in their seemingly dark but humorous 8 panels of artwork and text, the encodings will, if their calculations are correct, realign our current reality by subtly altering the path taken by our solar system as it plunges through the galaxy at 828,000 kilometers per hour. If their calculations are wrong, or they fail to pay their web hosting bill and no one sees the comics, apocalyptic events will proceed at an ever-quickening pace. The four horsemen will ride out one by one, spewing war. Famine, disease and death, being accompanied by an aptly played air metal guitar solos until we are all, as they say, taking a nap in the dirt. So, please, in the service of the future of all the humanity, visit isistomorrow.com and carefully read the 8 panel encoded engrams presented there. You are our only hope. Go, now, do, please.
2: It's All right, are we rolling? We, you know,
1: I know. Are we? Are we really rolling
2: now? Yeah, are we, we are. Well, that, yeah, we, we're
1: recording. All yes, right, I welcome promise. back, everyone. This is that record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And once, yes, and once again, we are here. Yeah, right. Look at that. But no, it came out earlier than that. Uh, Steve Twenty. Point- <laughs> What is something about Sweet Jane. I don't know. It's very confusing.
2: Sweet. Well, uh, he, it was a Velvet. So he actually played it with the Velvets. There's a, you know, in like '68. So
1: okay, yeah, yeah. It's just um, less '73. Right. Uh, what? Did, now I lost my train of thought. We're here in the beer class. We're Lays. doing. Well, the, we're recording the podcast. We, for our,
2: uh, we, for do, host, we do a podcast fellow. every week, and we're recording it now. So that's what's going on. <laughs> is
1: that what's going on? Okay, thank,
2: yeah. you. thank I'm gonna, you. I'll make cards for you. This is a monthly version. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll make cards special for you, edition. Rob.
1: Uh, we're here with our special guest, Mr. Entertainment, Mr. Stephen Toth, who is getting over like some mouth surgery. But you're sounding fine, Steve. I Thank you. Uh, good. No whistles? No, no. <laughs> you haven't been whistling. Rat. When when we had Rat on, he was whistling through his nose. Yeah, he
4: was. He was wheezing. <laughs> well, was he falling asleep? Is
2: no. that what it was? No. He just was. No. He was just.
1: He was just. <laughs> he just had his nose right up to that mic. Nick Drake. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a little uncomfortable. All right, we are talking about If they, have, if they ever do
4: a Batman movie again that has the penguin in it, oh, Rat would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> cool. All right, so we are
1: talking about Killer, and we are up to song number four. Let's listen to a little of the song Desperado that is not... That is not the uh, eagle song, Desperado. Thank God.
4: Oh, I have something to say here. When uh, when I was a teenager, I was taking guitar lessons. Yes. uh, From my uncle, who's a very good guitar player, and he told me this is very early on in my lessons, and he told me next I want you to learn Desperado. Uh. And I was like, Can I cuss on this? Yeah. Fuck yes. Oh, because you thought it was. And then he tells me it's the Eagles. I put my guitar down for like 15 years after that. Oh, yeah.
1: that's I, I was it.
4: like, I'm not. Dude, that's you it. could have been Eddie Van Halen. I been? would have been. So, I can only play rhythm now. <laughs> you could because have been. Of, of, that bastard. That what a tease. All right, too. let's listen
1: to the much superior Desperado.
5: Gambler, And I'm a runner But you knew that When you laid down I'm a picture of Ugly stories I'm a killer and I'm a clown step into the street by sundown step in
2: Tell quite the tale about the uh, the gunslinger who's gonna put um, make you you'll be stiff. What was the line? What's the line exactly, Steve? You know all the lyrics. My shots are clean and my shots are final. Right, but he says um, something about.
4: Um, I, the, you're as stiff as my smoking dang,
2: barrel. That's right, exactly right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That so was, this,
1: so he at different times though, Cooper has said that this song was. Uh, Sort of like a tribute to uh, Jim Morrison, who had died that right. year. and it sounds like he's singing it like Jim Morrison, right? Also, uh,
2: well, I'm going to also say that um, Dave Vanian heard this. Oh this, yeah, yeah, this, definitely. Like especially the the parts where he's singing lower and like the intro part. Well, I always felt Dave Vanian was kind of uh, aping Jim Morrison too.
1: So maybe they're both. Maybe they both the, uh, aping but I, Jim Morrison. I, but
2: I think I gotta wonder whether the the British. Punks, because I, there's uh, once we get to Dead Babies, I'll mention another English uh, punk superstar who definitely took notes oh, on this record. Oh,
1: well, they probably love. Well, lo- look at uh, John Rotten. Yeah, 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 right. So yeah, so. They, so they loved it. Uh, so, uh, but some of the lyrics do kind of fit, supposedly because it's also about Robert Vaughn's character in uh, Magnificent Seven, which is a great movie. Do you, you love that movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah, when you were a kid, yeah. I love that movie. So, but he says, "I'm a gambler and I'm a runner," but you know that. When you lay down, I'm a picture of ugly stories, I'm a killer, and I'm a clown.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: That also sounds like Jamarison, though, you it know? It does, yes. Yeah. So, probably uh, maybe a little uh, duality going on there, right?
2: I agree.
1: Yeah.
4: And I think this is sort of the prelude to the end of the record, where um, they are introducing the character that is going to get executed.
5: Yes,
1: right. Because right. that's... Right, yeah, I think you're right. And that's like the whole... Theatricality. This is like the beginning of the theatricality for Alice Cooper, right? All yes. this moving forward. You the the
4: guillotine didn't make it until this record. Right, right. You know, and there's and there's strings in this that are really yeah.
1: pretty, and they definitely also make. So it So of course really, that's Bob uh,
4: yeah, Ezrin, you know, like he yeah. he he brought. You know, they were sort of somewhere between a garage and psychedelic band before this, and obviously I think Zappa was interested in them because everyone thought they were so god-awful. Yeah, right. So, you know, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, you right. know uh, Ezrin polished them up, you know, and, and uh, made these, although 18, Ezrin, I think, produced the record previous to it, too. I'm not positive, but I think yeah, there's so. Yeah, so, so they already had, like, all right, they're working on theatrics, and uh, they had the jacket by then, but this, th- this song is, uh, you know, we had, we had horns in the first song, we had some, like, do wop background vocals and be my lover. Oh right, you yeah, know, yeah. and some and some leg kicks to end it off. Yep. Uh, and then we had Prague, and now here we've got strings. You yep. know, I mean, this is this is like uh, uh, classical, like song writing as as like classical music, yeah. uh, but in a rock form. Right.
1: And then we get, that's the end of side one, and then we flip the record over now, and uh, let's listen to a little bit of the first song on side two, You Drive Me Nervous. The psychedelic sounds going and on, and the
2: guitar interplay in that's really cool. There's some really cool, like the way it's arranged to get this, uh, you know, the, the way they've got the parts working against each other. It's just, it's fantastic. It's really great.
4: And I like the when he says, "You drive me nervous," it has like the, you know, right. like yeah. The, right. yeah, this is uh, it, it. It could have been, "You drive me nauseous."
2: Well, 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 originally it was "You drive me crazy." Well, Susan said it's a combination of "You make me nervous" and "You drive me crazy." Well,
1: originally it was originally called "You drive me crazy," but Michael Bruce thought that it was cliche, too cliche. Yeah, right. So sure. they, so they changed it way, to right. nervous. But also, do you notice the drums have this sound because they have like like a phaser, phaser on right? it? Right. Yeah. right. Bob That's Bob so Ezrin so wanted sh- to put the phaser, but the band liked it so much they wanted to put it on the whole oh, record. And he record said, of course. No, no, no. no,
2: no. <laughs> well, That's what producers that, are for. Uh,
1: right. Right. So like, that go sounds cool. Let's do it on every song. You guys song. go back to your desk. <laughs> yeah,
4: producers know good idea for one song.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. One song. Uh, but that's just a great rocker, like a really good and uh, song. Yes. And, uh, and we got another good and song, and this is the other song that Rick uh, Derringer plays on. Yes. Too. let uh, Let's listen to the next song, a little bit of Yeah, Yeah,
5: Yeah. be my slave and I'll be a stranger. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, uh, Stonesy, very Stonesy, uh, with, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. the uh, uh, honky tonk woman intro, right? Yeah, right. You and, know.
1: and he's playing harmonica. He plays he really cool Later on in the song, in this great harmonica, on. yeah. And I love how he sings this. His voice is like busted sounding. It is great, perfectly busted. Yes, it is like so perfect. I was thinking I about it. his voice
2: during this one too, and like how it's just a, a perfect rock and roll voice. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it seems like he doesn't really have to really work at it. He just sings and it comes out great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like... Steve, we, you were even though you weren't supposed to talk about it before, you were saying that already at this point he was only. Uh, we realized he was only uh, 23 years old at this point. But
4: he was cocksure, right, yeah, sure, man. right, yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: he had the he was like a, a rock star already, and he just had that yeah. the attitude and the uh, delivery. That's the brilliance of yeah. is his delivery. There's some there's some footage songs. on
2: YouTube um, from a performance it, uh, this TV show in Detroit. Called Detroit Tube Works, and if you go, Alice Cooper, Detroit Tube Works, and it's it's like seventy. It's early. There's oh, okay. actually there's some also some Captain Beefheart footage from Detroit Tube Works. It's unbelievable. So you know, hats off to Detroit for having a great show like that, and somebody keeping track of the tapes. Worth seeing because they look like they're just a greasy ass long haired. Band. It was before the theatrics, oh, yeah, but sure. they're still fantastic. Great. The sound is already there. You know? I think
4: that's the same video I was talking about. Could
2: be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. We're in silver lame. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah, it was the, the Detroit two works. And,
4: the, and the I'm 18 is like all long. It's not exactly like the record. They, they probably before it. they recorded it. Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah. They, you know. Oh
4: yeah. If it was 70, it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah was. Right. Um, all The right, lyrics. So- <laughs> come on. Give it to us. What? For what are you talking about? The, the song, how it comes in, you know. Oh, I you mean, can
1: be my slave and I'll be a stranger? Yeah, yeah. We we could be in passion, we could be in danger. Take you off the streets, put you under my wings. Yeah, you could pull my leg or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he likes throwing in these little uh, dual
2: uh, d- the ent- double entendre, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great at it. Or anything. anything. Or anything.
1: Um and now we get to the song that got Also, almost kind, of
2: got, imp- also kind of implies that he's a pimp. I'll oh, take yeah, you off yeah. the streets and put you, put you under, under my, my wing. wing Oh yeah, yeah right, right. right
1: Well, he used to carry that, that cane too, right? True, true, got that cane <laughs> And the walking cane. stick
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know Now he needs a walking stick
1: Alright, so this next song is a song that almost got Steve in trouble At school until he explained to his teacher That even though it's called Dead Babies it is, There's much more to it uh, than, than just that So let's listen to a little bit of the Magnificent Dead Babies
2: Okay, so I need you to imagine that intro in your head with the bass and the shimmery guitar, and imagine Susie Sue singing that, and you'll be like, Oh shit! Oh
1: right, okay, it sounds okay.
2: exactly like Susie. Susie and the, and the Banshees. Banshees.
1: Yeah, it does. It does, and also uh, theme wise, lyrically. Of course.
2: I mean, this is like Susie's entire career is dead babies. Right, they just expand on that theme. All right, and you so got Steve, Susie. so
1: you, so you were as as a young teenager, you were sophisticated enough to realize that this was because I'll be honest, the first time I heard it, I thought it was just like a, a dead baby joke, like a yeah, right. sick dead
2: baby thing. Wait, well, kind of okay. Well, well, let's be clear. <laughs> Yes, it's a song about bad parenting. It's also a song about dead baby. Right, right, but it's, it's more, valid, but it's yeah.
1: more, because it's actually, there's something <laughs> behind it, though, because True. there is, because, uh, these, yeah, these are shitty parents. Uh, Remember,
4: right. I was in the Gifted. Class. Oh, that's right, you were gifted. <laughs> <No. All right. laughs> yeah, it's an anti-child abuse anthem. <laughs> and drugs, you know, they let them eat the aspirin. That's right. And, you know, I mean, right. it was... Um,
1: uh, Betty's mommy wasn't there to save her. She didn't yeah. hear her little baby call. And <laughs> that baby call. Which I wondered, didn't it? Was it the Kiss record where they used the kids and God of Thunder? I wonder if this was like Same kids, kids, right? Ezra's <laughs> kids. And also
2: in Lou Reed's Berlin, same kids. Yeah. Got to make the kids cry. Huh? Right. Tell them, you know.
4: Daddy. I, I do think
2: Ezra's kids were...
4: On this, I think so. I think then that probably again. is That's yeah. probably. Yeah. That. Well, he
1: is, he saves um, saves money. You use your kids. You don't have to pay them. Right. Exactly. Uh, they
2: don't get. You know, Daddy
1: is an agrifile. Is an agrophile in Texas. Mommy's on the bar most every night. Little Betty sleeping in the graveyard, living there in Burgundy and White.
2: Burgundy and White. Yep. Uh,
1: little Betty. Poor little Betty. Betty. Yeah. Um. So, Daddy was an agrophile in Texas. What, what's an agrophile? I have no idea.
2: You know what's an agrophile? Well, Tim Moffat, help us out. You get like a degree. You yeah, get like, a, like, like a farmer. On. Tim. Agri- Agri-Cultural I mean, I, 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 I. Yeah, right. That'd be my first guess. That's right. Somebody call in and tell us what that is. No, I'm
1: looking it up right now. He's
2: in uh, Texas. I, I would assume he was working for the oil industry. Yeah. <laughs> Could be the that. First, yeah. well,
1: it's funny. The first thing that comes up in Google is rock songs, lyrics that make no sense.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Made up words. Agri- Made up Agri- words. Agriphile.
1: Agriphile.
4: Uh, Somebody who likes farming. I mean, an ag- agronomist is someone who... who,
2: who I, but it's I'm going to say that this was a word that, you know... Sounded good. What am I going to say there? It's yeah, got yeah, like
1: yeah. possible meanings. Agriphile, Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's actually not a real word.
3: word.
2: He yeah, likes to be angry. So. You no, know,
4: so. there it says. It says that means Alex Cooper is drunk.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you he go. needed a, <laughs> of a word and he Brilliant. came up with one.
4: Um, he sounded genius. He was not he, in, in the gifted program. He needed three, three no, syllables. He
1: <laughs> no, there, he's got to be a really smart guy, though. Yeah. Oh, surprised. you kidding
2: for sure? Yes, for sure.
1: And, uh, and uh, character, quite the character I've heard there's actually uh, Don't go
2: into his politics because then it just gets sad I
1: know Steve, we were talking about that a little bit his, Well his stance is what?
4: No politics Meaning that he hates uh, um, Fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened in a long
2: time. Still, I thought we had cured this problem. Only Rob. every last Wednesday, the month. <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> <laughs> I that. that right he, he 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 dislik- He thinks that rock and roll is uh, non-political, meaning everyone has their own politics and that's what it is. But he does not press his politics on anybody. Sounds like a Republican. He
2: doesn't.
1: Right, Boom.
2: <laughs> You are well, correct, sir. Well, no, like, well, like, okay. long term. Like, no, like Joey Myers, he's probably
1: like Joey Myers, the same way. Joey. He's he's, yeah. he's, yeah. he's he's
2: so voted both direct.
4: Quiet. So you're Republican. He says, "Oh, I don't AC talk politics." AC and DC. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. All right, but that. It is, he uh, does, as
4: he said. He doesn't want he Bono Ted Nugent, and Sting so. <laughs> and 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 the Nuge telling him how to vote. You know, he's going to vote on himself. And that that rock and roll is. Anti politics and that rock and roll should be against all politics, you know. So, uh, uh, uh. I, I did. I knew this was coming up in this because I'm like a communist, so <laughs> I'm as far from a Republican as there could be. Uh, yeah. So I knew. I, I think Alice Cooper seems like a smart guy, so he probably. It does. Yeah, to say you know, him. sure. And he has a lot of money to protect. His well. dad was a preacher. I think. I think religion sort of yeah. helped him out of his alcoholism. He's religious. Yeah, he
1: is religious.
4: Which he's is a so weird. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. born again. And yeah. I and uh, yeah, yeah, this This gone, gone down, down, is, this has gone down a dark path. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is darker now than Alice Cooper. Record. sound effect <laughs> yeah so let's uh, let's get back to All right, let's moving get on we
1: alright we're, we're here at the final this is another thing I appreciate about this record this, this record's like uh, compact but it's great it I is mean, great it's like from beginning to end it's great so we're at the last song already uh, this is the title track of the song and let's listen to a little bit of Chiller
5: of fate
4: I love that guitar there. It's like the sirens. It's great. <laughs> yes, The cops are yeah, coming. Yeah, the cops right. are coming. It's a great song. I may have killed somebody, but the cops are coming.
2: Every, we've all had those dreams, right? Everybody's had a dream, like the dream where you, you're you on the run and you kill somebody, you're on the run. That's like a common dream occurrence. I was on a,
4: a, a public television doing an interview for a performance we were doing at Books and Books, and there was a lady who had written a book that was the most mild-mannered lady in the world. And she had written this book about a murderer, and, like, the interviewer asked her, you know, well, what do you know about being a murderer? And she says, well, we, you know, we all commit crimes in our mind. Only criminals do crimes, you know right. we all think up these crazy things in our head oh, yeah. not not like on purpose or because we're not we have conscious and subconscious but it just made this lady just like, you're totally right. You <laughs>
3: right. Know, so.
4: Oh, this
2: I, reminds me of that line from the movie Repo Man. <laughs> Let's do some crimes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I kill in my
1: mind.
2: I kill like two or three people oh, every day at, at least. I'm a Murray. I crush their heads. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, is that your your mode? <laughs> I
1: feel like he's singing like Jim Morrison on this one too, especially at the beginning. Yeah, of yeah, that's, for uh, sure. That he's doing yeah, that again. Doors, big time. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, the
3: guitar work in this is great. Sort
2: of
1: semi-Prague-ish, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So you guys say Prague? I think I feel like like Jim Morrison like honky tonk almost like with, well there's like that the, too yeah. it's, it's a nice yeah. blend
2: of they get the blend of the stonesy thing but also with the sophistication of the parts that are a little more orchestral yeah. a little more like playing you know parts it, that it are it turns into more of a it production does. Yes, yeah. it does yes yeah. it does so
1: this is a really dark it's like a dark story it, 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 it it's about a killer but then like you were saying before Steve at the end it's kind of like he's getting because it, it gets really the music gets really dark and then there's like Latin do you know what they're saying Someone's speaking Latin at the end. Well,
4: I believe that that is the preacher reading him his last rites. His last rites at the end. Yes, and then the ominous sound,
2: domino at Crisco Nabisco.
4: And then you hear—is <laughs> that, that how they made those cookies?
2: <laughs> it's a satanic <laughs> so, formula. So you
4: hear, you hear the gallows. Drop And I right. hear them get hung right. And then they make the sound of what it's supposed to sound like when you're dying. Right. Say,
5: so, right.
4: So start you know. playing uh, Nugent song, Ted
1: Nugents song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Whatever you do, don't play Ted Nugent at my funeral. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, it's a really, it's a cool ending. And I think you're right. I think that's the char- this is the character that he uh, sort of goes on. And that's
4: when they, you said the the, the guillotine came. Uh, this was this, st- that came into the stage uh, show right. for this record, you know.
1: How? It's amazing. I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that every night with the guillotine because what if you, uh, everyone's up, drunk yeah. and shit?
2: Yeah, what if right. someone
1: fucks
4: up? That's oh, why yeah, Amazing so cuts Randy, cuts Randy was there to well, make oddly sure enough, got uh, This was that, also the hanging happened here. So this was the hanging part. This was the record. hanging. Oh yeah, you're, you're right. It's not the guillotine. guillotine. Yeah, 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 it's not. It's uh, because game. this is, and you know, both of those are fake
3: hangings can go bad too. Yeah. I mean fake that was. <laughs> I mean honestly, that would make me go see the show, not being, you know, not being. Yeah, right. But then be like, oh, okay, this is kind of good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. Well, you he know, puts uh, on, uh, he puts on a great show.
2: Yeah. I, I mentioned, yeah. J- I mentioned so.
4: James Randy, uh, um, two to,
2: Fort Lauderdale resident, yeah, just, James Randy. Yeah,
4: and two, two. Um, Uh, the Amazing Randy. Two of his biggest supporters and fans are are Penn and Teller, and I I had the opportunity to uh, go with Kramer to a Penn and Teller show and hang out with Penn and Teller afterwards and this, that, and the other. But we were sitting in these prime seats, and Teller's... Wife came up to us before the show with her kids and said... "We Somebody needs to watch these
2: fucking kids for me.
4: No, no, more so that we need to change seats because there's a part of the show uh, where they're not... They, they're
2: not allowed to see.
4: Because there could be a mistake. Oh. And <laughs> uh, Teller um, does a thing with a, uh, uh, a nail gun where he's, he's calculated... The number of nails that are with in the there. With the empty spots. And there's spots. empty yeah, spots. Right, right. <laughs> he, he could mess up, you know? Yeah. And they, she wanted to be able to move by then. And uh, it was very <laughs> interesting to know that even though there could be a plan for all of this, even at an Alice Cooper show,
1: there could I think be mistakes. could always go wrong. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, yeah, with yeah. The yeah. Ask
2: Great and White long what long happened.
1: It. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> <is wrong. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, when shit goes wrong like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you About make it. the history books, unfortunately, in a very bad way.
1: Yeah. All right, so that's it, uh, Steve. So, and by the way, Steve brought his uh, his original brought album his that he bought at the first uh, record ever record bought. Haven. Record He Haven. still has it, and it's awesome. And I'm glad you brought this record because you. I feel like some people they think when you ask them what record they try and think what would be cool record to say or something that would yeah. get them hip
4: great this is a record that really, got me high on yeah, music you, you literally this made picked, me yeah. go I have 3,000 records at my house now and it's because this one this started one. and how many up. times
1: have you listened to this record
4: well when you were young like how many times a lot, did you listen yeah. to I still listen to this record yeah of course you know, but yeah I mean it's awesome uh, yeah, uh, I do. I do want to say that uh, I did not pick this record because I thought that you guys both would like it and you wouldn't just chew me a new asshole. Uh, I I wasn't totally sure. Oh yeah, it, but, but you wouldn't sh- care either way. I right, wouldn't yeah, care right. either way. But no, no. but I have been thoroughly surprised at how much. You guys both love this oh, record. Oh, really? Not Are that, you? Not, but Come not on. really. Yeah. It is a great record, but but for instance, like your reference to it, or you know, like I, I mentioned. Well, Barry's
1: kind of uh, what did what did uh, what did your friend uh, Nadim say you were, Barry?
4: <laughs> oh, uppity. <Uh-oh. laughs> Barry could be a little uppity. so that it, is true. But, <laughs> but I I, I knew I knew Barry liked the Wagner and Hunter era, sure, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, I right. knew he liked Alice Cooper, but like to me, I think that. Anyone who loves rock and
3: roll should love. Well, this it's record. a great record, right? Yeah, That's what I feel like. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I I've only, only liked is, Alice Cooper for like maybe ten or twelve years. As right. a, I'm like, oh man, I, well, I, I dig this stuff. These guys. I you think know, that this is this is the peak this is a great record that the I've peak never heard of, of the Alice Cooper. I think it's the poof. best
4: all the way through. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think Billion Dollar Babies is a great so, record. Some good stuff on oh, it, there's that. some like but like Elected is a song from the first two records that they recycled. Yes, I know. So, but it's a great. That's a great record. So Alice, if you're listening, if
1: you ever want to pick a record, and come on, you. Totally welcome to come on. We
4: won't mention. uh, We'll talk politics. He'll probably (laughs) pick my record. (laughs)
1: There you go. That would be
4: awesome.
2: That would
1: be great. All right, so Barry, what do we got coming up next week? Next week, is this really happening?
2: Well, I I have not heard otherwise. So, um, and he's responded to my uh, my queries about his choice of album. So next week we have uh, Mr. Peter Prescott, the drummer from uh, Mission of Burma, and also the prime mover in. Uh, volcano Sons and, and uh, Customized and yeah. now he's
1: uh, Mini Beast Mini Beast uh, that's right but that's awesome a member of Mission of Burma Peter yeah. Prescott and what did he pick what's the record he picked
2: uh, Brian Eno Here Come The Warm Jets the Woo! debut record first solo record by Brian Eno so
1: not a not a bad one and so an incredibly
2: influential record on underground oh, yeah, music totally. 100% yeah. oh,
1: you're gonna Chris this, this is gonna blow your mind
2: yeah, this is the next it's the a next great one record yeah. oh, man. no no it's no, not the no, next you. Sorry. Sorry.
1: I assume you listen to all our oh, episodes the so it's not I just the ones I here haven't missed, I, I haven't missed
2: I haven't missed the next <laughs> one here is a Mr. Rogers record that I like a lot alright
1: I gotta remind you Sunday September 29th this Sunday is our Okay. First, uh, That Record Got Me High live event. That's right. It's part of Churchill's 40th anniversary. It's yep. going to be at Churchill's. It's an early show Sunday. Get there early. 6 to 10. Uh Yeah, it's going to be over by 10 o'clock. So get there early. We got the Reckons. We got Shakers. And we got the That Record Got Me High 4.
2: That's right.
1: Featuring me and Barry. Three and members
2: of whom are, are here. Are here. Me, that. Barry, mm-hmm. and Mr. Joe Joey Maya on who drums, is, uh, who's got
1: a, like a thing on his arm. Looks like I'm hoping he's going to yeah, be able right, to play drums. Right. He
4: could play with one arm, though. It's a Def Leppard of thing going on. Yeah. I I don't uh, believe that, I don't believe that's the arm he writes the books with, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's not. He's a writer, uh, and Mr. Dan Bone Break on bass, and we're going to be playing a lot of cool songs. We're going to be playing songs, yeah. some of me and Barry picked from past episodes we that did. we wanted to do. We didn't
2: give Joey and uh, Dan. We gave them no choice. No, we no. said these are what you play, but they're
1: great, to. and they're a great songs. This is
2: streaming live.
1: Uh, yeah, we're we'll gonna. Sure,
2: cool. we yeah, good idea. Of course it will. At least I'll. You said you're only live on I mean, it's kind of live. That's true, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> no, uh, they're only, well, like... Yeah, but we're going to, like, band. We're playing in a band. Oh, okay. cool. What's, so what's, gonna the, be, what's no the, the date of that? Is it
1: is the 29th. So oh, 20 so it's 29th, the
4: second Sunday. to the last night of the 40th anniversary. It is. That's right. It is. So and don't exciting. forget
1: to check out our Patreon. Yes, that Steve didn't even know about till just now. that patreon.com Do you want me to give you some money you $12 here on the table. <laughs> I will. I'll get it from you after. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? What's coming up here? I have three
3: things. So the first one, October 12th, Nervous Monks. And Hot Tension from Miami are nice. playing here. All right. The Bruce have a new record out, and they're going to have it here and Love uh, premiere it.
2: They're very excited, amazing. and even a little nervous uh, about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then Halloween night, I have this uh, amazing, like kind of ambient, like, heavy-ish instrumental band called Transcam coming from Japan right. oh, uh, nice. for the second time uh, at the brewery. All right. I'm not having locked in the second band yet.
1: I'm going to be I will be there for that. It's that really good. Awesome. Uh, the that first time was awesome. really
3: great. Everybody's coming back. And then the day after that, still keeping the halloween weekend going uh november 1st is a friday doing a my friend arsenio who goes by shrin shrin is gonna do like a cool synthesizer set and then tim right. moffitt and mitzi v who and are? myself are gonna just dj for a few hours also oh, nice. so i'm cool. like spooky kind of you know of we have a really cool list so far of stuff awesome. so all right so that's uh, dead
2: babies that's- <laughs> All right, I so mean, once yeah. again,
1: uh, thank you very much, Chris, for having yes, us. Thank, thank you, you everyone, for coming to our Atlanta. live at Laser Wolf. We'll see you guys uh, next month when we do it again. Uh, but right now, uh, this is That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock.
2: That's Rob Elba. Thanks
1: again, Steve. We'll see you guys next week. we out.